Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Be Your Own Bank podcast. It's everybody's favorite time of the week, the weekly roundup. Uh, hey, guys. Thanks for tuning back in. Um, this week, we want to talk to you, of course, specifically about all the crazy shit happening with FTX. So this will be our special episode. Yeah. But as always, please remember to like, subscribe, turn on those notifications. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or watch us on YouTube. Getting into it. This has been a crazy week for everybody, us included. What the actual FTX happened? Well, we want to get into that and tell you our thoughts and what the solutions are. So, without further ado, what started this whole crazy shit show? Well, Binance, to start, tweeted the other day saying that they will be selling all of their FTT tokens. So, what are those? Well, FTT tokens were the proprietary token of the FTX exchange. Gave you a few perks for owning them. Interest, ability to make free trades, free withdrawals, that sort of thing. It's basically a security coin for the FTX platform. And Binance smelled blood in the water and decided to offload all of their tokens. Dumping about $500 million. And this caused a bank run. And the following events, as you know, led to FTX filing for bankruptcy and over a hundred of their other subsidiaries also filing for bankruptcy. Crazy situation. So basically, FTX token was worthless from the beginning and Binance, the CEO of Binance, he found that out somehow, right? And they decided to sell, but instead of just selling and moving the market a little bit, they tweeted and by tweeting made it look like there was some fraud involved, which there was, but that caused a huge death spiral of the FTT token, basically worthless. And then we come to find out that the all of FTX is illiquid. Is that, am I following? Yeah, that's about that's about it. So 500 million worth of FTT tokens is not a small amount, especially when we find out later that they're propping up all of Alameda with this this token and creating fake value that doesn't really exist because if they were to sell, you know, all of their tokens, they wouldn't be able to get that value for it because there aren't enough buyers in the market. So we found out about 40, over 40% of Alameda's value was determined by their stake in FTT tokens. All right, but wait, Alameda was a company owned by Samuel Bankman-Fried, the CEO of FTX, correct? It, yes, it was his, his subsidiary company that was for research purposes. Okay, and that's how he invested in other companies and other projects, right? Was Alameda That was research? part of it, yeah, absolutely. And a couple days before all this happened, Altcoin Daily kind of sounded the alarm saying that too much of Alameda's value was based off of this FTT token, and there wasn't enough liquidity in the market to support that. So 
I'm wondering if Binance knew that too, or if they just recently learned it and were like, this is too much of a risk. We're going to get rid of all of our FTT. Because it's worthless, ostensibly, right? It doesn't, they, they created the coin. It doesn't have its own blockchain, right? It's just a cloned blockchain, right? So it's just a token, FTT token. And it doesn't have any utility necessarily other than it's propping up an exchange, which you would think would have some validity, would have some uh, some clout, and yet does not. And hosts right. a bunch of people. And that just exposed a much bigger issue was that FTX, we come to find out, had $9 billion in user liabilities, but the total value of their exchange was $900 million. That's all that they had on their books. But we didn't realize that because this is a centralized exchange and they don't necessarily have to share their assets or their proof of reserves, as we call it. Well, and we also had, you know, SBF, who was kind of this wunderkind, you know, everybody was like, he's super smart, you know, he's he's future forward, like he he was at Congress, like he testified before Congress and lied, you know, all these things that this guy looked so good. And so I think a lot of people trusted him and he he got beat i think i think it was just a, a matter of uh, that he was playing a game that was above his pay grade way above his pay grade well and he he ftx blew up way too fast 2018 right to now it became one of the top five exchanges and he had his hands in everything he's had his hands in trying to resuscitate some of these failing companies like celsius voyager BlockFi after the Terra Luna crisis. He had naming rights, the Miami Heat Stadium, $135 million naming rights deal. He was donated to politicians. He was getting endorsements or giving endorsements to celebrities. Um, I mean, MLB, right? We have Tom Brady was involved with this guy. Everybody didn't figure this out, which is really unfortunate. Kevin O'Leary. Kevin O'Leary. A lot of big names, a lot of big investors who <laughs> not looking so good. And so I guess that's a silver lining for us retail investors who feel stupid and feel duped. <laughs> yeah, completely. Yeah. And luckily, and I hope you as well at home didn't get wrecked by this situation, but the trickle down effect is massive and it's just the tip of the iceberg. Well, and we didn't even talk about the fact that, you know, now once this this exchange, this fourth largest exchange in the world files for bankruptcy after a day, right? SBF lost $16 billion worth of net worth. Yeah, at day? its peak, FTX was valued, regardless of if it was fake or not, it was right. valued at $32 billion. A couple of days ago, SBF was worth $16 billion and then zero in 24 hours. Well, because of this bankruptcy. And then the plot thickens because the money that was left, this 900 billion, right? Got million, 900 million. Oh, excuse me, 900 million got hacked, right? And SBF is on the run with probably a flash drive in his, you know, cavity. Um, (laughs) (laughs) In his hair. I'm sure it's in his hair. So they got hacked, right? And so what is that like? What what actually happened with that? 
That's such a such a convenient time to be hacked. One of the highest grade security exchanges, a ten out of ten, rated by CoinGecko and CoinMarketCap for security, and they get hacked conveniently when they file for bankruptcy. So, I mean, it only makes sense that it was SBF. However, we don't know yet. They are saying it is an inside job, and interestingly enough, Kraken and their crack team of programmers and sleuths were able to track down and they're confident they figured out who the hacker was because of a Tron transaction on their platform originating, I believe, from the FTX funds. And Kraken's a KYC, know your client, anti-money laundering registered company. So they know exactly who those funds belong to. And they said they're working with authorities to figure it out or I guess move forward with the accusations. So that's so good. They're not saying who it is, but I mean, I mean, that's a good thing, right? Is that yeah. for somebody they'd installed a back door into these, some wallet at FTX and somebody basically siphoned out their $600 million worth of assets. What? Like that's huge. Yeah. I mean, 600 million is a huge number. This this whole situation is ludicrous and, you know, one of those things that is going to probably be a documentary or a Netflix special. Yeah. Oh, They're gotcha. already talking about Jonah Hill being the lead character as SBF. Love it. And, you know, Arya Stark. I don't know her name in real life, but the one who played Arya from yeah, we get it, we get it. Game of Thrones, right, as his, his love interest. So it's bound to be a movie. But in all seriousness, $600 million is a lot of money and this is going to have ramifications and trickle-down effects for weeks to come. Not to mention it's going to cause people to be a lot more skittish in terms of investing or staying in the crypto market when something so trusted as a high-level top five exchange yeah. is just vaporized in a day. In a day, like that, we had no time to figure this out. Like this, no. you know, and then obviously all the experts are after the fact. They're like, "Well, look at all these things." Like, cool, thanks, buddy. You yeah. know, but I mean, we lose FTX token is worthless. They had a lot of money in in Solana projects, so Solana crashes. You know what else they had? Uh, like sports you said, the stadiums. sports stadiums. The Miami Heat are removing all FTX right? signs. Um, and I think one of the, the, the big trickle-down effects right now is that BlockFi was given a $400 million line of credit by FTX. And immediately after FTX filed for bankruptcy, BlockFi halted withdrawals, stating uh, that they didn't have enough clarity and couldn't continue business as usual. And what people are saying is that potentially BlockFi had custodied all of our assets in FTX. So, so you're saying that our assets are now in SBF's assets? Potentially, yeah. Potentially. That's And if that's the case then I mean there's a chapter 11 isn't going to bring that back. There's nothing to bring back unless Kraken is right and can can recover these funds somehow with the help of authorities. That would be ideal. But hey, that's a possibility though, right? Because now we have transparency. A- we have like, that's the best part about crypto. That's crypto at work is that, and blockchain is that it's all transparent. So if anything can be 
solved. Now, the problem with it is we're probably not going to see any of that. Even if it is solved, that'll go into some rich some, person's, you know, yeah. portfolio, right? I mean, probably. Potentially. So maybe, maybe BlockFi will get out of this. They deactivated credit cards. But furthermore, you know, FTX was putting their hands in everything. Yeah. They, they're wide reaching. Even though they didn't have the money, they bailed out Voyager. They were going to buy Voyager for $1.4 billion. Where's that money coming from? Well, Voyager now hasn't, hasn't transferred any funds to FTX, they said. However, they have to re- do their bidding process. The silver lining there is there was a claim that FTX won the bid, but they weren't the best bidder. So maybe we'll get a better outcome from that new bid. But so the other issue, but wait, there's more, is that Voyager had $3 million stored on FTX of our money for all those Voyager people. And Celsius had exposure to FTX as well with a, a million, almost a million and a half on FTX and an $11 million loan to Alameda. So 14.3 million probably evaporated now from Celsius that's already got a $2 billion hole. So it just keeps getting worse. I mean, the thing that bothers me the most, honestly, is SBF. Like, I was a huge fan of this guy. Like, I thought this was the future of finance, the future of just humanity. This guy was so cool. He was progress. He was, oh, man, he he wanted to give away all his money. I mean, he did, yeah. ostensibly, but not in a good way. And yeah, he talked a really good game. He, MIT math and physics doctor. Yeah. And just uh, just that nerdy, unassuming kind of guy. Unkempt. The meek shell shall yeah. rule the world, right? That's what we talked about. And I mean, obviously, some of our old episodes aren't haven't aged well, you know, on a weekly basis. But I think yeah. it's important is that, you know, we're working through this too, right? It's like we don't know everything and we make mistakes and we're trying to educate on, on the process and who these people are. And I'm going to be doing more due diligence, obviously. But this one, this one really hurt. I, I, I was, I, I felt like, like I'd lost a, a, I don't want to say hero, but the idea of a hero, right? Yeah. And that a, a hero becomes the villain and you misjudged their character, right? Which is a failure of your ability to make sound judgments. That's how you feel. However, everyone got duped, right? Even the best of the best. And that's what happens in these situations. Yeah, and it just Sometimes it, when we say do your own research, you can't do enough you can't, unless you're right. on the inside. Right. Well, and And that's why regulations are so important is to protect the retail investors from information that they would never have to make those sound decisions that will protect them. Well, and I think too it's it's just it ends up being this financial warfare, right? If CZ can just tweet something or Elon can, you know, <laughs> Let's say something about Dogecoin and it goes to the moon or it crashes, like those are those are oligarchs, right? We have new oligarchs. Now we're working in a in a crypto space, but that's the same game being played. It's just more money is moving faster. Actually, less money is moving faster, right? Because the stock market, the U.S. stock market, is like forty-five trillion dollars. Whereas the crypto market is half a trillion dollars. So there's a huge difference of 
what the money that's circulating. And if there's 10 people out there to the tune of Elon and CZ and Justin Sun and formerly SBF, if they're all measuring dicks and making decisions that affect us, the individual, like that's warfare in my opinion. And I think it's probably not going to change until we get more adoption. Yeah. Well, and, and I think it's an interesting point to talk about this sort of bank run idea that SBF potentially could have played this house of cards game a lot longer if CZ had sold 500 million FTT tokens. Now, I do think that this probably would have crumbled at some point and, and probably did need to happen, but this process is accelerated because when you look at, let's say, a bank run on US Bank, they have $8 trillion in assets versus $900 million. It's going to happen a lot faster. But it's interesting to note, too, that I mean, he's playing a game that the banks play every day. If everyone wanted to withdraw their money, the banks don't have it. The difference is expectations. We expect banks to play this game. And we also know that we are insured by the FDIC. Right. 250000 250000 With crypto, we're not insured. And there's an expectation that's different. There's an expectation that client funds, that when you store money in a crypto exchange, it is reserved one-to-one. That at any time you can withdraw it and everyone, if they wanted to, could withdraw all of their money. Well, and that that's the difference. They have this massive cold storage, which if there was an issue, you may lose 1% of your portfolio as opposed to all of it because they've right. got 99% locked up in cold storage. But now we can't right. trust that? Well, that's the other thing. And and now we're we're going to see in the next few days and weeks to come if some of these other exchanges were doing the same thing as SBF giving this false sense of security, we look at this new system of proof of reserves, which Kraken has implemented for some time and Nexo uses. And that's the idea that you don't have to trust them. You can use something called a Merkle tree to verify your reserves on a particular exchange through an algorithm, a, a, a trustless algorithm. You don't need to trust it. Wait, I thought, so, I thought Merkle trees, I thought that was how you become a Jedi. Am I wrong? Um, you have Merkle trees? You're wrong. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. You need to go back and rewatch all nine videos. <laughs> no, no thanks. <laughs> um, so it's this complicated math blockchain proof thing that I don't even understand, but I know the, the experts do. And it's, it's a way of verifying that your assets are your assets and that they're, they're there on the exchange. But the issue now that's coming to light and, and I hope it, it brings more clarity and, and self-regulations in the short term, hopefully real regulations in the long term, is that one of the issues with proof of reserves is exchanges can make sure they have the reserve to pass the audit, kind of like taking someone else's urine to pass the alcohol test. Ah. And there's concerns that Crypto.com, Gate.io, and Huobi are doing this. Crypto.com accidentally sent 400, upwards of 400,000 Ethereum to a different exchange and had to ask for it back. What? Yeah. And initially they only got 385,000 back, but then they said they got it all back. They said it was, a, it was an error, an individual error 
But some people could argue that they're just trying to Cover lend each tracks. other money to pass these proof of reserves. Well, and they somebody found out about it. That's why they had to transfer it back, potentially, right? Potentially, yeah. But everyone's saying pull your money off of exchanges. Not sell it necessarily, but pull it off of exchanges. Self-custody because the in crypto, not your keys, not your coins. If you don't have full access to your funds, then these exchanges have full power. Right. And so for the time being, pull your funds off of exchanges, self-custody, client-centered wallets. We've talked about it before. Cold storage, we've talked about it before. At least till the dust settles, that's the safest way to ensure that you will have your money while these exchanges try to figure out and scramble to maintain your trust. Well, and one, one, you know, talking about MetaMask and those, you know, your self-custody, but also <laughs> it's probably Binance is probably looking better now, right? Because they were the one who sounded the alarm. And I, I would personally argue that Binance, Coinbase, Kraken, if those go down, the whole system goes down. Like there's, there is no more crypto, in my opinion, if those three exchanges don't exist anymore. Because we've put so much trust in them. I think one, uh, one of the experts said if Binance went down, Bitcoin would go to $100. What? And if, if Coinbase went down, um, we would set back the cycle by five years. Wow. So, yeah, these exchanges now have a duty, not only to us, but to the industry as a whole, yeah. to uphold higher standards than even the banking industry. But they're doing that now, right? So, like CZ at Binance, they started a, a fund, right? And I think Justin Sun's involved in that too, which is kind of hopefully going to work to make people whole in these situations, but as an insurance policy, because this will happen again. Something like this will happen again. Yes. Yep. So they started a recovery fund. Um, I was just on a Twitter Spaces earlier today. Over twelve thousand people were on it. One of the the top industry leaders, Simon Dixon, a bunch of other influencers, uh, politicians. I think Elon was on it at some point, and they're just trying to get together to figure out how can we preserve what's great about crypto uh, and also help recover funds, create a fund to reimburse people because there is there is no bailout. Right. There's no bailout like in 2008. There's no bailout. So we have to bail each other out. And I think if we can do that, this will become a stronger system overall. Yeah, it will. It's like the, the forest fire, right? It's like you need to burn some trees to get a, a fresh new grove. Yeah. And I, I, the other important thing is like, this is like the stock market in 2008, right? People were making bad decisions and the little guy got hosed, got wrecked. And yep. And, and that's, that's how all change really happens, especially at the government level is something bad has to happen for regulations to come through. Yeah. And, and the other point is like, they want you to give up on crypto. That's the thing, right? Is that the big institutions who have lots of money want you to feel that fear and panic. They want you to sell at the bottom, right? So that they can buy back cheaper. So this is this is still par for the course. As terrible as this is, as terrible as this year has been, it is still in line with most of the other bear, bear years, right? So 2018, 
we had a drawdown of 85%. 2014, we had a drawdown of 85%. Interesting, every four years. 2022, we have a drawdown of about 72% right now. What does that mean? We probably got some more to go. Right in that 10K range would be just exactly the way it happened, 85% drawdown. So that, to all of these stories, it's, it's supposed to make you wanna panic and say, I'm done with crypto, this thing is a joke, this thing was, was never real to start. And what I'm saying is that this is exactly how they want you to feel. Don't feel that way. Be diligent and pay attention now. Now is a better time to invest than it was a year ago. Well, and if you look at the fundamentals, it's the same. You know, what is the objective of crypto? Decentralized finance, store of value, efficiency in transactions, programmable money. It's all still there. Yep. You know, the value is down, but adoption is growing. The technology is getting better, more efficient, safer. It's the third parties that we've put too much trust into that right. were never meant to exist right. that are causing the negativity and the disruption in the progress. And becoming the catalyst to the, these giant moves down. You know, it, it probably would have moved down that much anyways, but these things just make it go faster, right? It's like we, Terra, right? It grew too fast. FTX grew too fast. So we have to pay attention to those things. That's another reason why Coinbase and Kraken and Binance, who've been around through these market cycles, you could make the claim that these are safer bets, but ultimately nothing is safe until we have some sort of meaningful regulation. Right, right. Because right now it's self-regulation. So there will be some that will self-regulate well and others like we've seen with FTX, BitConnect, they failed us. However, that doesn't mean that crypto has failed. Correct. And that's the most important distinction is that we have, we have not wavered yet. Yeah, does it hurt? Of course. But did we potentially get too greedy too, right? It's like the the money that's been erased from the market wasn't wasn't there in the first place. So we're just getting back to the place where we should be. And I think that's the important piece. And that's why we dollar cost average. And that's why we talk about not spending more than you're willing to lose because sometimes you will lose. But if you win more than you lose, you win. And Kraken, Coinbase, Binance, they are, they're stepping up and they are being the, the industry leaders that we need them to be so far. But still, not your keys, not your coins. Trust yourself for now until you see that these industry leaders continue to stand, continue to create systems that, that maintain your trust and go from there. But I'm gonna be more diligent with my research for sure. Me too. It's it's a it's a lesson, right? And I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to get gushy for the new <laughs> moon coin. character. No, no, the new person, the new oh, the new vessel yeah. of truth, right? It's like if if SBF can go into Congress and lie to them, and I think he did a great job. Yikes, right? Like I got to I got to step off a little bit and and be cautious of of who I'm worshipping. 
Well, and it's like we don't trust the bomb codes to one person. Right. We got to have multi-signature wallets. We got to have exchanges that, you know, the power isn't just in the hands of one person because it's easy to corrupt one person. It's harder to corrupt a system. Right. So. And it should be noted too that decentralized finance is still doing fine, right? That peer-to-peer model that everything was built on is still surviving where CFI, centralized finance, has, is basically dead. Um, I don't see that coming back anytime soon, realistically, but hopefully it does. Well, and I think it's important to note here, you take Bitcoin, just had its 14th birthday in October. It has had zero transaction errors. Wow. It's had backed up transactions, but zero transaction errors in 14 years. That is in same yep that's the power of decentralization and that's what we're buying into and it's going to get better and it's going to get and it's still going to be rocky at some times and we're still going to get these these big implosions but they will be dampened by our due diligence and our working together as a community and understanding that this is still the future and we are just playing a game that most of us are unqualified to play, but well, and it—I <laughs> was just going to say—in the in the words of uh, the only true words of SBF, the most secure technology ever invented is blockchain technology, and I believe that'll continue to be true. And regardless of all these bad people causing all the conflict within the system, the ones still standing will get stronger and build a better infrastructure for the future of crypto and we will keep you updated as this story develops it sucks but i'm still optimistic that we'll pull through even stronger in the next few years here that's the roundup thanks for tuning in all right let's take a look at those charts all right let's take a look at bitcoin right now we're sitting at 16,700. 16,000 is our new support it is holding temporarily but as you can see we have a bear flag forming if that bear flag does break out, let's take a look. There we go, 10,000. Not guaranteed, but definitely a possibility. There is also a pretty substantial gap between 16 and 12. So if 16 is compromised, pretty confident 12 will be hit, if not a little bit lower. But that could present a good buying opportunity. More pain means more potential gain in the future. All right, let's take a look at total market cap. We are still holding on to 750 billion. If that gets compromised, next stop would be likely 500 billion, followed by 400, and then we've erased all the gains from the previous bull cycle. Not looking forward to that, but planning accordingly. Just remember, take your emotions out and be patient. In the meantime, our dollar cost averaging for this week Zillica, Zillica is down to two cents, peaked at 24 cents, drawdown of 92%, much more room to go up than down. I'd take a look at Zillica. Next, we have Waves. Waves is down to $2.30 from a peak of $60. It is trying to find a bottom and it has more upside potential. And finally, Bitcoin Cash. It's got the name. It's retraced quite a bit. 1600 to 100 
Not great if you got in at 1600, but could be great if you get in at 100. So you might wanna consider picking up a little Bitcoin cash. That's it for the charts, gang. We are the Bit Bros. Remember, we are not licensed financial advisors. All content is intended for educational purposes only. Please do your own research and only risk what you're willing to lose. We'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Please remember to like, subscribe, turn on those notifications. You can watch it on YouTube or listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.